it's coach tori and this is raising runners we talk running fitness mental health and so many more topics as the founder of a youth running program i approach all of our conversations with our youth athletes in mind and kind of have a focus around those things but as you will see we are finding that all of these topics relate to runners and people who like to move and do fitness or anything like that um, relates to everybody check it out episode I get to talk with Liz Fanko who is a runner I think she also does triathlons mom um, super involved with team world vision so she talks about her running journey and becoming a runner much later in life which um, has a whole different challenge to it um, that I can't really understand so um, super impressed that she became a runner and then competitive runner um, as she was an adult. She also talks about her involvement with Team World Vision, why she runs for them, um, kind of what they're all about. And then she shares with us um, a pretty tragic event that happened in her family and kind of where everybody's at now. So um, really loved this interview. It was, she's really incredible, super inspiring, um, has great energy. So hopefully you can feel that through the interview. I could definitely tell um, through chatting with her. Um, and I'm sure you're going to hear that I'm a little awestruck at moments just by how awesome she is. So um, hope you enjoy. If you want to start by just giving us a little intro into who you are, so we know who we're talking to. Sure. Um, my name is Elizabeth Fanko. I am a mom of eight. Uh, my kids range in age from nine to 24. Uh, we live in West Michigan in the greater Grand Rapids area. Uh, I actually grew up in Southern New Hampshire in the Seacoast area, um, but I've been out in the West Michigan area for a couple decades now. And you just finished a race this week. Is that right? Do I have the date yes. wrong? Yeah. Okay. Um, so our most recent race uh, this past weekend, we ran the Grand Rapids Half Marathon as a family. The weekend before that, I ran Chicago, um, but that was just me, <laughs> not the whole family uh, for that one. Um, but this past weekend, um, our whole family, except for our daughter, Anna, because um, she has a bone graft surgery pending, but everyone else ran the Grand Rapids Half Marathon. This is our fifth year running the Grand Rapids half as a family. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. I saw some pictures. I think it was in one of the articles that, um, that I was sent about you, but yeah, everyone like with the racing bibs on, like that is so cool. So how did you guys get started doing all of that together? Was it just like, let's do some family running or, or what was that about? <laughs> well, um, a couple of my kids were already runners back in 2018. A few of my kids already ran cross country. Um, my son, Teddy was 15 at the time. And my daughter, Francesca was 11 at the time. And they both ran cross country. Um, I like to put myself in the never runner category, um, really never athletic -er category. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I did not enjoy anything athletic running included. I was the person who always shared the, you know, the memes about, I don't run unless chased and all that. Um, but, um, team world vision came to every year. They came to speak at our church, um, to recruit people to join, uh, an endurance team to run a race and raise money for clean water. And, um, that 
in 2018, Steve Spears came to speak at Kentwood Community Church where we were attending at the time. And the senior pastor knew that Teddy ran cross country and said, hey, you know, we're going to have the speaker. He's a runner. I'd like you to introduce him. Um, so Teddy got to talk to Steve a bit. And uh, Steve actually has run across the country from coast to coast, uh, raising money for for clean water, for Team World Vision. And uh, Teddy got to talking to him, was really inspired by that. So when Steve spoke at church and then gave the invitation at the end for people to join Team World Vision in 2018 to run the Grand Rapids Happer Full Marathon, um, Teddy and our daughter, Chessie, who was 11, both really felt called to do it. And so they stayed after for the meeting to learn more about the team. And I'm like, well, somebody's going to have to stay after with them. You know, they're 15 and 11, neither of them drive. Um, so I kind of stayed by default <laughs> um, and listened, you know, to the spiel thinking, yeah, there's no way I I've never even run a 5k. I can't run 13 miles, but someone's going to have to bring them to group runs and all that. So I guess I'll sign up and we'll see how this goes. Um, and signed up to run a half marathon with really no concept of, uh, of all that that would entail. <laughs> um, our first training day was 20 minutes of run walking. And I laugh looking back on it because I puked after my first lap jogging around the oh track. Um, it was awful. And I actually only made it 17 minutes of run walking before, like, I, I was like, that's it. I'm done. And I knew it was going to take a few minutes to walk back to my car. So I counted the three minutes walk back to my car to get to the 20. <laughs> um, but our, you know, world vision is like, just take the training a day at a time, a day at a time. Like, okay, tomorrow's a 30 minute walk. Like I can walk for 30 minutes. And it was, it was just a day at a time. But that first year it was. Teddy, Chessie, and I um, through 18 weeks of training. And then um, October of 2018, the three of us did the Grand Rapids Half Marathon. Um, Teddy took a little over two hours. Chessie and I took a little over four hours. <laughs> uh, but we did it. And crossing that finish line, and this is something I tell people all the time, um, when you go from, I could never to you cross a finish line and that I could never becomes an I just did like your world, your entire world changes. And for me going from, I could never do any kind of a race. I'm not a runner. I can't run. And I cross that finish line and I, I just did, I just accomplished something. I just did a half marathon and my world changed because all of a sudden something I never thought was possible just happened. Um, and with that happening, that inspired the rest of our family to start running for World Vision. Um, so our youngest daughters at the time in 2018, uh, Felicity and Juliet were five and six years old and they came with the rest of the family to cheer us on. And they're like, well, we wanna run next year. I'm like, okay, well, you're really small. <laughs> like you're five and six years old. That's 13 miles is a really long way for little legs. And they're like, yeah. no, we wanna run next year. So, um, we, we got them all, um, you know, like, okay, we're not signing any of you up for this race until you can make it through the 10 mile training run. Um, so we started the training in 2019 as the, as a whole family, except for our oldest, um, who was already out of the house. Um, but the seven youngest kids started, we started training daily as a family in 2019. Um, 
And the girls at that point were six and, or yeah, six and seven years old. Juliet was six, Felicity was seven. Um, and they did it like day after day after day and got up to that 10 mile training run and they did 10 miles. It's like, okay, I guess we're signing you up for a half marathon. Um, and it was amazing to see them cross the finish line um, in October of 2019 to see my six-year-old daughter, Juliet, um, she was my running buddy for that race. And we finished it like half an hour faster than I did the year before, um, oh even running gosh. with a six-year-old, but to see her, see that finish line and take off sprinting and experience her first finish line. Um, and to know, to see her realize that that was possible for her, um, and see my seven-year-old realize that was possible for her and my, you know, my eight-year-old son realized that was possible for him and seeing that happen for all my kids, the way that it had happened for me and a couple of the kids the year before was just amazing. And seeing it happen for my husband too, because he was never really an athlete. Um, just, it was a huge change for our family and really cemented that change in terms of what, what our family was going to do from then on out. Yeah, I was going to say, I, like as growing up, you know, we, my mom took us to a lot of our activities. So it kind of felt like we had, you know, our, as a family, we did the horseback riding or we did the hockey, but we, there was, we never had like a, we all run, we all finished this race together. That must just be so cool. Just like you're saying to see them have their first finish, you know, you accomplish another goal of yours. Like, you know, can you talk a little bit about, um, cause I'm sure it's not all amazing right like are there struggles with like you know you guys are all going to trainings together and um you know someone's not in the mood today or you know do they get competitive or like are there any kind of struggles with all of you guys doing the same hobby as much as I'm sure it's amazing well the nice thing about having a big family is I tell people that even if some some of the kids aren't getting along there's always someone they get along with and the same <laughs> thing applies to running like even if you're not feeling your pace today like you're like yeah I'm not feeling up to running fast today I more just want to walk or I just want to jog slowly there's somebody who's going to be going your pace it's like showing up to a group run and there's 10 people there likely there's going to be somebody your pace. Well, our family is a group run of 10 people. So, <laughs> um, there's, you know, a couple of my sons who are much faster, um, you know, in the, in the six to seven minute mile range. Um, and then, you know, my husband is more of 13 to 14 minute miles, prefers a run walk. Anna prefers a run walk. Um, I am, uh, depending on the distance, uh, my 5k times I'm, I'm around a nine minute mile now. Um, Felicity is finally getting into the eight minute mile. So it just, I mean, we're all over the place in terms of pace, but also day to day it, you're feeling it or you're not feeling it. Um, but it's been really fun when we've been able to work out schedules to train as a family, um, we would yeah. alternate like, okay, it's your turn to pick the spot today. Where do you want to train? And they would, you know, a kid would pick a trail in town or they really want to run on the track, or they really want to run on a dirt trail, um, or they want to go to this specific park. And so whichever kid's turn it was, they would pick where we'd go run. And a lot of them, there's a park near us that has a one mile loop. Um, and so if we need a six mile training run, you can run it at your own pace and play on the playground when you're done, or bring the dog and go to the dog park afterwards when you're done. Um, 
and it's, there's always someone to run with. There's, there's always somebody there to keep you company. If you're running on the track, you know, you finish and the kids would bring a football and, and kick field goals or play in the middle or run up and down the stairs, or they have friends who live near the track and they've all brought friends along, um, during training season, every now and then to group runs. And, um, we've been able to incorporate in, um, you know, a bunch of the kids run cross country. It's cross country season right now. So we've been able to incorporate their, their after school training for cross country into training as well. Um, but there's definitely days where people aren't feeling it. It's like, Oh, I don't want to go train today. And it's like, okay, well, we'll make it a cross training day. I'm going to go swim at 6am. So we can go run as a family tonight, or you can get up at five 30 and come with me to the pool, you know, which would you prefer? And sometimes they pick pool. Sometimes they get up early and they want to go swim laps instead and make it a cross training day. Um, sometimes it's grabbing bikes and taking bikes out on the trail instead. Um, I have, let's see, six of the eight kids have started doing triathlons with me. Um, so we work triathlon training in as well, um, during racing season. So, we do bike rides, we do open water swims. Um, we've started gravel biking. Uh, Felicity is 10 now. She just got her first road bike and Timmy just got his first road bike. So we work that in. So it's, it's a lot of flexibility. It's a lot of, okay, if you're not feeling this, what about this? What about this? And you just kind of, we make it work. Um, once, once the culture of our family changed that we weren't going to be a sit on the couch watch devices family, that we weren't going to be a screen time family. We were going to be an active family. Um, once that culture changed, it became really easy to come up with a whole bunch of different options to make that happen. Um, it's funny. We were, the kids asked something about TV the other day and we're like, when was the last time the TV was on in our house? And we realized it was the last time the Patriots were in the Super Bowl because I grew up in New England. So however many years ago it was that the Patriots were last in the Super Bowl was the last time our television got turned on in our house. We don't even know where the remote is to turn it on. Um, because our kids are, they have free time, they're outside playing, they're outside running or riding bikes or whatever. Um, because the culture of our family has changed because we've started running together as a family. And so now the it's normal for our kids to be active instead of sitting and staring at something. Um, and once that culture changes, it really makes everything else kind of fall into place. Yeah. Did you notice any change in like everybody's mental health too? Cause I'm, you know, like they always talk about how like physical health and mental health can be so hand in hand with like, you know, you're not sitting around on screens. You guys are out moving, getting the fresh air. Like, did you, did you actually notice that change or you just know that like, we're in a good place and this feels good. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. I, I do notice the change. And it's funny because like, if my, if my kids go to a friend's house where they do more screen time, or if they go to a grandparent's house and they get a whole bunch of screen time and they come back and they're ornery. And I'm like, oh gosh, you need like two hours outside. Like, please go outside and run, go for a run, go for a bike ride, go do something. And they are so much more at peace when they come back. Um, and it's, it's gotten to the point that really mental health wise, we figure each of the kids needs about two hours a day of just daily outside activity, 
whether it is running, biking, jumping on the trampoline, you know, chasing goats around the farm, playing down at the river, whatever it is, just they, they need that outside time. And it's great to see the kids when they come home from school, recognize that they'll come in, they've had a bad day and they'll be like, you know, my daughter, Francesca's 15. She'll come in. She's like, mom, I just need to go for a run. She'll put her stuff down. She'll get changed and she'll head out for a run. She just needs that time to decompress. And to me, I didn't have that when I was a teenager. If I had a bad day, I would come home and eat. <laughs> I would eat my feelings. I would sit on the couch. I would go sit in my room by myself and eat my feelings. Um, and so that she, she has a much healthier coping mechanism and understands that she needs to get outside and move um, for her own mental health. I love to see that. I love to see um, my 14 year old son when he's had a stressful day and he just needs to go you know, hop on his bike and take him on the, take it on the dirt bike trails and go vent that way. Um, so there's, there's a definite difference in my kids. Um, and it's great to see them recognize the need for movement, the need to be outside, the need to have that physical activity, um, for their own mental health and their own peace. Yeah. And what it sounds like, you know, it's, it's nice that they are recognizing that too, like you said, right? So you can see that awareness. So it's not just you having to be like, come on guys, we have to all be outside. Like they're like, yes, this feels better, right? Um, so I wanted to ask you about this year's half marathon that you guys just did, um, because this was, I believe this was the first one since there was an accident in your family. Is that right? So it's Tori from the future. I'm just interrupting me and Liz real quick to give a little bit of a content warning. Um, Liz is going to describe a car accident that happened to her children. Um, and she does talk about injuries and such. So if you are not someone who wants to hear about that, feel free to skip ahead um, two or three minutes just so you miss that stuff. But I do think it's great to come back and hear the rest of the story. Was this, yeah. can you talk so a little, if you want to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, marathon training was scheduled to start this year on June 12th. Um, and actually, uh, most of the kids in our family, our son, Timmy included, um, signed up for this year's half marathon last year, last October, the night before they ran the 2021 half marathon. So they've been looking forward to training starting this year. That's, you know, date was circled on the calendar. The training schedule was up on the fridge. They knew it was going to start June 12th on June 10th. Um, our 17 year old daughter, Anna and our 11 year old son, Timmy were in a horrific car accident. And I say horrific because you look at the pictures of the car and there's not a whole lot left. Um, my daughter missed a stop sign and drove across a state highway and they were T-boned at 55 miles an hour, uh, right where my son, Timmy was sitting in the car. Um, his airbag did not deploy. Uh, he was completely crushed. Uh, the whole compartment of the car collapsed in on him and he um, split his whole head open on the dashboard, snapped both femurs. Um, they broke through his legs, um, lost a big chunk of his lower right leg. Um, his head was open from his right eye all the way up across his head, um, you know, brain exposed everything. Um, 
and then Anna had five broken ribs, collapsed lung, lacerated spleen, tip bed fracture, skull fracture, brain bleed. Um, Timmy was assumed dead at the accident scene. Um, when help got there, they presumed because of the extent of his injuries and blood loss and the way that he was crushed in the car, um, they presumed that he was dead. So they were, they were not assisting him at all. They were just helping my daughter, Anna. And she kept saying, you know, check my brother, help my brother, somebody please help my brother. And finally someone got a hand in there and checked and found that he still had a pulse. Um, but it took them an hour to extricate him from the car. Um, and he's a fighter. <laughs> he has stayed alive that whole time. Um, but was not expected to survive even the trip to the hospital. Um, they were both aeromedded to the hospital. Um, they, they were able to stabilize Anna. I sat at the hospital in a room with a social worker with no windows waiting for them to come in and tell me that, you know, he was dead. Um, they got him off the aeromed flight. They brought me into the, the trauma bay, um, had still filleted open and, and blood everywhere. And I got about 30 seconds with him um, in the trauma bay uh, to say goodbye, essentially. Um, laid my hands on him, prayed out loud for all the doctors and nurses that were gonna be working on him. Um, and that was it. I didn't get to see him again for almost six hours after that while they tried to stabilize him and put him back together. Um, and he had a a grade three traumatic brain injury, which is the most serious brain injury that you can have, um, involved his entire brain and his brain stem. Um, they, they kind of pieced him back together physically, but he was in a coma. Um, he spent about two weeks in a coma and an additional week where he technically was not in a coma, his eyes were open and he would respond to pain and you know some stimuli, um, but he was still considered to be a minimally responsive state. He couldn't track with his eyes or follow instructions or anything. Um, and we had been told that the goal was to get him home by December. Um, so this was June. So we were told to plan on about a six month rehab hospital stay with him. Um, and that hopefully um, they could get him home by Christmas. And uh, we should plan on him coming home in a, in essentially a vegetative or minimally responsive state uh, that he was probably never going to be the crazy wild 11 year old boy that he had been before. Um, and so we were mentally preparing for that. Um, I, I essentially lived at the hospital with him. My husband lived at the hospital with our daughter, Anna. Um, she was able to come home after just over three weeks in the hospital. And um, the day she came home, actually, uh, Timmy had another surgery that day. Um, he was still minimally responsive, could open his eyes, but that was it. And um, when he woke up from the anesthesia from that surgery, he turned and looked at me and said, mom. And all of a sudden he was back. Um, that was the first word he'd spoken since the accident. He, he could focus his eyes on me. He knew who I was. He could answer questions. He knew who his siblings were. He was, he was mentally back. Um, it was a complete miracle. Um, the doctors and, and nurses could not believe, essentially they left their shift on Thursday night. Um, and when they got back Friday night, he was a completely different boy than he had been 
24 hours before. Um, he was playing video games with his brother. Um, he was laughing at his sister's jokes. He was um, asking for Pepsi and fruit snacks. Um, and from then on, one of the first things he started talking about was how many weeks until the race? How many weeks until the race? Um, I've got to start training for the race. I'm like, buddy, you can't even walk right now. Like you are completely non-weight bearing on those legs. Um, cause he had, you know, rods in both femurs and, um, like we can't, you can't even put weight on your legs. We can't start training for a half marathon right now. Uh, but he was very insistent with all of his therapists, just so you know, I'm running half marathon on October 16th. And they all kind of just nodded like, yeah, sure you are. He's like, no, I've already run four half marathons. I'm running another one on October 16th. Um, so, and he has always been a kid who, if he sets his mind to something, he's going to do it. And he's going to do it in his time when he's ready. Um, and when he got weight bearing status again, one of the very first things he did was ask to go to the track and he was weight bearing with a walker. <laughs> he had a walker with wheels, you know, the grandma walker with the tennis balls and the two wheels on the front. And then we went to the track and he went one lap around the track and he's like, okay, that's a quarter mile. Like, I just have to be able to keep doing that. And if I can do a quarter mile today and maybe tomorrow I can do two laps and maybe the next day I can do three laps. And he was just so determined, like, okay, we're just going to keep going to the track. We're just going to keep practicing. And when he couldn't walk anymore, he brought his, he got like a big wheel um, tricycle while he was in the hospital. And when he couldn't walk anymore at the track, he'd ride his bike around the track. He's like, it's still getting my legs stronger. Like, even if my feet are shaking and I can't stand, I can still ride my bike. So he was riding his little big wheel around the track. Um, but he was just, he was determined to do it. I'm like, well, if he's that set on doing it, I'm not going to tell him no. Like, I'm not going to stand in his way. Um, and we just started training for a half marathon with a kid who had barely started walking again. So he got weight bearing status back the middle of August, the week before he oh started gosh. school. And I think he, he started school on October or on August 22nd. So the week before he started school, he got weight bearing status back. So yeah, middle of August to the middle of October is how long he had from when he could first start taking steps again until the half marathon. And he did it. Um, it was in, in 2021, he had me pace him for the half marathon. Um, he'd never broken three hours before and he really wanted to break three hours. And so he asked me last year to pace him, which was huge because I would, I had always been slower than my son's um, slower than all my kids. And so the fact that he asked me to pace him last year and I was actually fast enough to at that point was huge for me. And so he was my running buddy. He made it seven miles last year without needing a walk break. Um, and we ran it in 247 in 2021. And his goal this year was he wanted to do it in under four hours. He's like, I just, I, you know, four hours, four hours, I want to break four hours. I'm like, okay, we'll go for four hours. And we did, we were, you know, run two minutes, walk a minute intervals for as long as we could. Um, his legs started to cramp up a lot at mile seven. We had to take some breaks and, um, 
and do massaging and um because his those little legs he hasn't been standing on him very long again he still has rods in both legs um uh and mile 11 when he was so exhausted and his legs were about to give out his friend showed up from school and it was the coolest moment ever because we're just past the mile 11 marker and he looks in the distance and he sees six of his buddies standing there all with signs saying, go Timmy, you can do it, Timmy. And he just takes off sprinting towards them. And his Garmin put him at sub eight minute mile pace and he has not oh run gosh. sub eight minute mile pace uh, since the accident. But seeing his friends there to run with him was like the best motivation ever. Um, and they ran and walked with him until just before mile 13. Um, and then they kind of peeled off and my husband and I walked with him that last point one across the finish line, but him crossing that finish line was like the culmination of the past four months for our family, because he had been so determined from when he woke up from the coma, that I'm doing a half marathon on October 16th. And he was right. He did a half marathon on October 16th, as did the rest of the family. So it was, it was amazing to have everyone crossing the finish line that day, even our oldest who hadn't been able to join us for half marathons before she'd done some 5k's with us, but she came in from St. Louis. She owns a house out there. Um, she came in from St. Louis with her boyfriend and she did her half first half marathon, um, so that she would be there for her brother too. So, it, it was probably the most meaningful race we've ever done as a family. Um, because after that accident, we didn't know if Timmy would ever have another finish line again. Um, so to see him do 13.1 miles and cross that finish line in his own power was just amazing. I don't think there was a dry eye anywhere in the finish line shoot or uh, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere around there. Um, even the, the MC for the race knows our family really well. And I actually work on staff for the marathon and the whole marathon staff was out there too. And I think everybody was crying when Timmy crossed the finish line. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I am like a little speechless. Um, because I hadn't, I heard like maybe like a two sentence explanation of the story, just so I knew like what we were going to talk about to ask about it. Um, wow. As a mom, I, I can't even imagine going through all of that, but also he sounds so, I mean, all your kids I'm sure are so amazing, but he sounds so incredible and so inspiring. And like, you know, it sounds almost unreal. Like when you, you go through the timeline, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure, like you said, like you never expected any of that. Um, wow. Good for him. Good for you guys. Oh my gosh. He already told me he I, wants to run Chicago next year. So <laughs> I was going to say like, what are his plans now? I'm sure that just was like, you know, he, he set that goal and I'm sure it was such an unrealistic goal at, at, for most of that time. Right. But then it's like, okay, he did it. So sky's kind of the limit now, right? Yeah. He wants to, he wants to do a full marathon next year. Um, he's like, well, I've done five halves. So it seems like it's time for a full. Um, so we'll have to find out. I think Chicago has an age limit, so he may have to do his full in Grand Rapids. Um, but uh, that's, he told me that's his goal for next year is to do a full. So my husband's doing his first full next year. He signed up uh, for Chicago for the world vision team. And I've, at this point I did Chicago 
as a full with World Vision. I ran New York last year with World Vision. Um, I actually just signed up for the Honolulu full in December. So um, we'll see. Maybe Timmy and I will pick a fun one to, uh, to do together somewhere since he's kind of my permanent running buddy now. Yeah. Um, wow. I feel like I was going to have more questions for you, but now I'm just like, I feel like I'm a little at a loss for anything great to say at this point, just because also you speak so well about that whole story and I'm sure you've had some practice talking about it, but I also can't imagine being so eloquent talking about things that were probably so uncertain and hard, um, through a lot of it. So kudos to you for that, but I've gotten um, past the, uh, the whole ugly cry. Um, <laughs> I, bet. I went through a lot of times when I would just ugly cry through it. Um, and there's still, I swear, every time the, the news wants to do a story on it, they find all of the footage of me ugly crying. And that's all the interviews. Oh and the news. I'm like, can we find some footage of me just talking, please? Not sobbing uncontrollably. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well. Yeah, I, I feel like I would ugly cry for the rest of my life, probably, because I also am an ugly crier. So, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, okay, so you said you're doing Honolulu. I was going to say, what other goals do you personally have for, for running? Because it seems kind of like, you know, you got on the running train and then there's kind of no stopping <laughs> you either. So I am... Running has kind of been my sanity this year, um, and it sounds a little crazy, but I've actually done over 50 races this year. Um, oh my gosh. And I still have, I think, eight left. Um, I'm running the Indy Monumental in a couple weeks. I've got a couple trail run 5Ks coming up, uh, Honolulu, a couple Christmas 5Ks. Um, and a lot of them, they're not my A races. My coach writes them as training runs for me. Um, but I'm a people person. And I, for me, if I'm going to do the miles anyway, first of all, I'd rather get a shirt and a medal for it and <laughs> be out there on a supported course. Um, but for me, the racing community has been a huge support network for me. And every race kind of feels like a family reunion. But beyond that, um, when, so last year I kind of went through a, a transformation journey, a health journey where most, all of my adult life, I've been morbidly obese. Um, and last year I went through a journey where I went from 300 pounds down to 180 and, um, really completely transformed my health, but also my view on self-care and um, learning that it was important to take time for me and to do things um, for myself, to prioritize taking care of myself so that I could take care of those around me. Um, and I learned that for myself, part of that is racing. It's being involved in the racing community. Um, and that is getting up, you know, before the family on Saturday mornings and going out and doing a race and sometimes coming home before they're even awake. Um, but taking that time and also taking the time to train every day, getting up early, going to the pool, going out late for a run, whatever that looks like. Um, but that became really important for me. And it was because my coach, um, who I was training with three days a week last year, and he's still my coach, his name's Todd. He's amazing. Um, 
really, he prioritized me last year and it took him prioritizing me to teach me that I needed to prioritize myself. Um, and I am so grateful and thankful for that journey last year because I had that in place when the accident happened. And when the accident happened, I already had a way to deal with stress. I already had a form of self-care. And so the accident was June 10th. On June 11th was the Grand Rapids Triathlon that our family had been training for, for like six months. Um, Timmy included six of our kids had trained for that race. I had been training for that race to try to qualify for nationals. And so less than 24 hours after the race, while Timmy lay there in a coma, while Anna lay there in a, you know, completely immobilized with broken ribs and a collapsed lung, we went out and still did that race. Um, <laughs> literally left from the hospital with my tri bag to go to the race and came back to the hospital afterwards. And people asked why. And I said, when you don't know what to do, you do what you know. Um, and I needed to go, I needed to go out and do something for me to take care of myself mentally. And the whole time that Timmy was in the hospital, that six weeks that he was in the hospital, I had my training as kind of my mental self-care. I still, I made sure I left the hospital every day to go for a run or to go for a swim or to do my bike ride. And I made sure that I still did my races on the weekends. I, I got to church and I did my race. That was, those were my important things um, on the weekends. So I ended up doing, I've done 13 triathlons this year. And then everything else is, I think I've had eight half marathons, one full marathon um, and everything else has been five K's and 10 K's. But um, my goal for next year is to do another marathon major um, through Team World Vision. You, you can get entries and guaranteed entries into marathon majors um, based on fundraising. And our family has raised almost $50,000 for clean water since we started running with them in 2018. So almost a thousand kids have gotten clean water for life because our family said yes to running with World Vision, which is amazing. Uh, when you think about the number of lives changed just because two of my kids felt called to say yes. And I said, oh, I guess I better go along, you know, to drive you guys. So I might as well sign up that might as well sign up turned into like a thousand lives changed and changed the whole trajectory of our family. So goals for me, run another marathon major next year, um, probably either London or Berlin. Um, really in, I'm enjoying triathlons. I love triathlons. I would like to try a 70.3 next year. I've been doing the shorter distances. Um, and I love getting other people into running. Um, I love captaining a world vision team. I'm captaining a team that's of runners from Grand Rapids. We're going to do Chicago next year. Uh, but I love getting newbies into running and triathlons. I love helping them get to their first finish line. I love helping families get passionate about running as a family, whether it's training for a 5k or training for a half marathon. And that is so energizing for me. So that's another goal um, for the year is I'm going to lead another newbie group of triathlons and a newbie group of runners um, like I did this year where we meet and we do intervals a couple times a week uh, for the, my runners and we meet and do swim and bike training for my triathletes and um, we, we get that first finish line together. Um, and so those are, those are my goals for next year is really to help other people get their goal for next year, if that makes sense. <laughs>
That totally makes sense. Liz, you are amazing. Incredible. I'm sure people tell you that all the time, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I don't want to ruin this interview by talking too much. So, <laughs> because I feel like anything you said would way outshine anything I will say. Um, where can people find you and where can we find how to support Team World Vision and, you know, any of that stuff? Okay. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm at running underscore L the number eight T E R. So it's at running underscore later later. Um, <laughs> because I didn't run my first mile without stopping until I was 41 years old. Um, so definitely running later in life. Um, and then uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Last name is F-A-N-C-O. Everybody always puts an R in there. There's no R. Um, <laughs> and I have our Team World Vision link up there as well for our fundraising link. Um, and we set up, we have our fundraising page going year round. Um, so people can always contribute to that. You can sign up to sponsor a child. You can sign up for a child to, to choose you as their sponsor through the chosen program with world vision, which is amazing rather than, you know, you looking at a wall of kids pictures, you can actually send in your picture and kids get to go into a room full of pictures of families, uh, that are looking to sponsor a kid. And through the chosen program, a kid can choose you to be their sponsor, um, which is just such an awesome program. There's one, there's a chosen meeting going on in Kenya this week. Um, and it's just so cool to see those kids going in and getting to choose what family is going to be their sponsor. Um, so if you're interested in the chosen program, I can get you information on that. And then, um, our fundraising page is up year round $50 brings clean water for life to one person. Um, and our family is super passionate every year. We set a goal of clean water for 200 kids every year. That's our family goal. So, um, we hit that this year again, um, by Grand Rapids marathon time, we were at 223 kids, um, for this year, for 2022, we're getting clean water. Thanks to the generosity of more than 80 donors, uh, who stepped up and donated. Um, and that makes, that makes every minute of training worth it. Um, world vision always says that, uh, you know, we move their feet, our feet so that they don't have to. Um, the training that we do is so that kids and women in water insecure countries don't have to walk for water every day. Um, and it, it definitely makes the training, the difficult days, the days where people aren't feeling it definitely makes it worth it. Um, and so if people would like to get involved in that, or if they want to run with world vision, um, definitely would love to connect people with a race in their area. Um, or if you want to come out and run with us in Grand Rapids, or if you're interested in Chicago, um, you know, I, I love to talk to people about that and get them plugged into a local race near them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much. I'll make sure I have all of the, I think I have all the links in my email, but I'll make sure to put all of them in the notes. So it's easy to find you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and thank you for sharing everything. This is so awesome. I'm feeling like so emotional and inspired and everything right now. So no, this was so, awesome. so much Thank for having so much. me. Of course. want to thank Liz again so 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 much for talking with us today 
um, sharing her story as a runner, because as you all know, I love hearing people talk about being runners. I'm always fascinated by the turned adult runners because I don't know, it just is fascinating to me. I can't imagine starting running as an adult. It just feels so hard. So um, I'm always impressed by those people. And then of course, sharing um, her story about her kids and then kind of the comeback with her son. So um, really an awesome story and talking about Team World Vision because it is it is really cool and super important. So um, I hope you all enjoyed her story as well. Um, all of the links are in the notes so you know where to find her, where to find Team World Vision. Um, so give all that stuff um, a peek. And then also just wanted to remind everybody that I am doing virtual private running coaching. So if you would like to get into running, um, improve your running, um, mostly right now focusing on, I would say, quote, lifestyle runners. So not necessarily people chasing records, maybe your own personal record, um, but more of the people who are trying to run a couple days a week, really trying to fit running into their life. Um, and also feeling those mental benefits of running of, you know, more focus, more clarity, better concentration. Um, and because we are, if you're local, you're getting into the chilly months and that usually makes us all feel a little worse. Um, so really trying to um, focus on the other benefits of running and how that can help with depression and anxiety um, and really just that seasonal affective disorder as well. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all the things that you can do for a podcast that you enjoy listening to. Make sure you check out social media, our website, any of those things. If you have questions, comments, interview requests, feel free to email me at marikeerunclub at gmail.com.